Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Uncle August is in the building. I have kept the episode with an interview with Tito Jackson. <laughs> Miles Garrett looked like he was ready to go. Cleveland as a team, they seem more invested in this season. They seem- I don't think there's a credible threat from the Oakland A's or the Seattle Mariners. I wouldn't buy you Carver Murphy. You my let him make, but you might let him coach your, your yeah, kid well, and coach yeah, your football team. I saw those kids choke. Now, that is so day. wrong. They choke. They 11, 12 they years choke. old. Hey, man, I was on TV. I was on ESPN. Yeah, you were on TV. Choke. What's your fortune? you don't believe it, that. All my church members, they had gotten together for a watch party. My whole town watched me choke this game away. I struck out in front of the world. Guys, you won't believe this. I'm a rapper. It, now that it, I see the problem, now that I see the man, I know I ain't ready. You, you will win. I don't know if they- Okay, I might get knocked out, but I get the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to run across the ring and I'm going to swing as hard as I can. <laughs> and if I miss and he catch me, at least I tried. Nah. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. That's what we were trying to say. You got the one. Oh! Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 69 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad you have joined us. Another great episode in store for you guys. And we have a number of features, but first and foremost, thank you, thank you, thank you for seeking us out, finding us, and coming back time and time again. We uh, are enjoying some unprecedented success, and it's all because of you and word of mouth. So if you have friends, family, cousins, people you like, maybe a couple people you, you don't like, tell them about the podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play. You can find them on all of those platforms and the flagship KTSURadio.com. That's my home radio station. So with all those ways you can find this podcast, please comment, like, share, and uh, just, hey, go to the water cooler and talk about us. How about that? We hope week in and week out or episode in and episode out, we give you something to talk about. This episode will be no different. Coming up this episode, Biscuit will join us. Jordan is in the building. This episode, we have the brand new segment. We also have some headlines. We have Ballin' or Fallin' this time out. Also, Hero or Zero. Then we take a time out and hear from our DJ, DJ Malone, and a word from our sponsor, Cobank Homes. After that, we will do something different and give you our NFL picks for the 2018 season. And we're going to try something new, a brand new segment called One Thing. And that's sort of a word association thing. We're going to try that out and see how that segment goes. We'll have the Lamont Award and Before I Let Go. And if you've listened to the show over time, you know that we have various interchangeable sort of segments. That gives us a way to talk about things and we hope an original and fun, fun way. So with that, now it's time for a segment that we call Brand New. Now, this is where we share something about our lives. It's not sports related, but it gives you an opportunity to get to know us, know who we are and how we work uh, as a team and individually. Well, uh, Biscuit, I'll start first with this one. Okay. I have plans already for Halloween and for Thanksgiving. Wow, already? You're pretty, usually a pretty uh, last-minute guy. Yeah, I am. I mean, I don't have my outfit yet okay. for Halloween, but I know I will be going to the end of the John McCain Memorial. Now, in addition to that, not, 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 not too long after that, for Thanksgiving, for the first time in my life, I'm going to the Aretha Franklin repast because both of those services will still be going on. Now, explain to folks what a repast is because not everybody may know the term repast. <laughs> I think most in our audience will know what repast well, just in is. Case. So, essentially, what happens is you go to the memorial service. Then you go and transport the, the, the body and bury the body. Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, back in our day, you used to go back to the house where there was plenty of food and everybody sort of took their good shoes off and put on their house shoes and 
And everybody took the jackets off and loosened the ties and, and really just enjoyed and sort of celebrated. I, I, that's a strong word, but kind of had a chance to decompress and laugh uh, after the funeral. We call it repast. You know, they, they do a lot of things a little bit different. Like the viewings now in the, on the same day. Right. You used to have to wait that the night before, then the funeral. Now a lot of times the viewings take place the morning of. And i tell you what, this was a extra extra week for both McCain and Aretha. I got a question about the repast, okay? So did Louis Farrakhan ask for the green beans without the pork, or did he pick <laughs> it, the pork out, or did he just eat it and not ask no questions? Uh, you know, that is a very, very serious question. I don't know <laughs> I mean, what. I just want, because you know he ate the green beans. I just want to know if he took the pork out, or did he? I would imagine he didn't eat the green beans. You don't think he ate the <laughs> No, beans? he didn't eat You know, them. I was disappointed because I saw a lot of famous people. You saw Ariana Grande. You saw Jennifer Hudson, Stevie Wonder. You know, I was wondering if Aretha had like a favorite singer that didn't make it, like Marlene Johnson, you know, who was just in the <laughs> like choir. Somebody that was, but she probably sang over the course of nine hours. <laughs> I'm sure she was one of them. Yeah, but I was I was a little disappointed. I didn't see, you know, Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, Marlene Johnson, you know, on the program. <laughs> and Cicely Tyson's hat. Now, now that was, you know, don't talk about the crown. I'm Do not, not no, no, talk no. about the crown. No, I'm just going to say if gloom was made into a hat, you know the feeling gloom. <laughs> that's that's what that hat. That's what gloom as a hat looks like. Hey man, look, I you know what I like that hat actually. Oh come on, now, the, the it looks like falling sadness. So, <laughs> so well, you know that's pretty funny. So Twitter was really really great about this. This is why I love Twitter. There was a picture of a lady who was a fan. They allowed a thousand fans in, and this lady was in line. And I just I always just have to repost the picture. But the, one of my favorite tweets said. That if your people don't dress like this when they come to your funeral, they don't love you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was a lot there. The, the I haven't, I didn't see it. I've heard all about. It. I watched the, the, my timeline on Twitter. The person I wanted to see most was Shirley Caesar because that should should take it. Yeah, she was there. She did pretty good. Her and Tasha Cobbs also, and why, the Clark sisters, and the Clark I, sisters I, I, were there. Why was Michael Eric Dyson taping on his phone? Like he was videotaping. Does he think this is not gonna get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, does he think he is not gonna have an opportunity? Like, to see this how again? can I ever remember this day? <laughs> right, right. It's gonna. Be I didn't. I didn't see that part. I know that they were talking about the words, some of the word vocabulary words he threw out. Right, there. right. That was that, his speech was cool, but just he the whole time, every clip I saw, he's sitting there videotaping. Like, what is he gonna sh show his grandkids? Like, hey guys, you won't believe this. Y'all, y'all won't see this anywhere. You right. Know? Yeah. Like, this, yeah. Like, I, I tell you, what, and like I said, I. I remember this, not to make it a little bit personal, my parents' memorials in Biscuit. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jordan is my brother, so I mean, so you'll know that. Most of you know that anyway. Um, I told y'all beforehand, I'm like, something crazy is going to happen. You just have to kind of go with it and let it go. Because I'm telling you, I know Aretha had to be pissed off about this. I'm like, you know, because there was certain. From Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was singing in the background, not on Viv. Aunt Viv's sister. Jennifer Lewis is a legend, Jennifer though. Jennifer Lewis. Singing, though? Yes, Jennifer Lewis is a legend. What name one of her songs? I don't know. But... <laughs> so she's a legend. But she, was a, she was in a singing group. Jennifer Lewis is a legend. She was in one of the groups. Billion? To... No, that, that's but, my buddy. Yeah, yeah. But she's on Blackish. I, I mean, know she's on Blackish now. Yeah, but she's been in everything. I mean, I know she's been in everything. But she's a legend. Starring in she has a book Aretha called the, the, the Funeral. The mother of Black Hollywood. That's her name. I know that's her shit's new book. Whatever. I love Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> and yeah, I got. I watched. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. But yeah, she did her thing. But the one I saw that, that did, and I love her. She's from Houston. She's from right around here where we are. Oh, Yolanda Adams. Well, Yolanda did her thing. No, I'm talking about Jennifer Holiday at the very end. Oh, I didn't see Jennifer Holiday. And let's just say it was a very Casey and JoJo Johnny Gill. Type oh, that was all. Uh, that was all performances. All performances were well, over yeah, there. Yeah, look, over again, I didn't see. I didn't see it. I know that Shaka had the. She read her stuff off the fan, and I know that that was a, a thing. But that was a you know, the the wardrobe changes every day. That was a lot. McCain, I'm like, come on, man, pick a place. What you you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, Arizona, now you want to go to Annapolis? I mean, I don't know. Well, hold on. One one last question on the Aretha funeral. Every, just about every famous black person was there. 
there were a lot missing. Who was the designated survivor? You know, what do you mean? <laughs> like, okay, so you know when they have uh, these big Congress sessions. Oh, and, so if something happened to the building. Yeah, that's how you who know was the one person that could Every black person I got was there. It. Who I was the designated survivor? The one survivor? person I thought of that was missing, Mary J. Blige. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Mary was not allowed oh, to go. that's a good one. Mary J. Blige, and I thought about it, I said she was not allowed to go. Oh, that's true. That's and, that, true. and then, that, you know what? I just... I wonder how Barack and Michelle would have done. A lot of people upset with them for not going, but yeah. I wonder how they would have done with that whole thing. I mean, that would have been a very presidential type. Uh, or, or did they somehow know how, you know, when they oh, looked they at knew. the program, they this knew. is a nine-hour program, they said, nah, we'll go to McCain. <laughs> we'll be out an hour and a half. That's and it. We'll have sponge cake, and we'll be back at the house by 2.30. That's it. So I don't know. But, you know, it, it, it's a, a really a monumental week. It's a big, big time week. And my boy Michael Jackson would have been 60 this week. Wow. Took care of him on the Friday Express. Played a lot of that music last night. That's, that's my guy. With that, let's go to a segment that we call Headlines. And in Headlines, Khalil Mack traded this morning for two first-round draft picks. Who wins that trade? Uh, the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears win that trade because they're getting an all-pro Defensive player of the one of the year. top three or four defensive players in the entire game. Yeah, so that they're getting that right now. They're getting that, you know, Sunday. Not on potential. This right. is what he does. Right. So in this league, that's they're the winners. Now it may have an effect. You know, five years down the, the line, whatever. First round draft picks. I don't think he'll. How many? I mean, how, how many wins you think that'll get him, get them by having him? Uh, maybe or one or two. One or two, maybe. I say two or three. The interesting thing in that division is that. Aaron Rodgers just got all of this money. Right. Khalil Mack is about to get a bunch of money. So, really, Khalil Mack can cancel out <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah, you, you hope. hope. Twice a season, uh, you'll get a chance to see him. Raiders get two first-round picks. I would have to think that they would be pretty high picks. They're probably just outside of the top ten, maybe. Well, I mean, it'd be whatever they're Right. And, and I don't think Chicago – I mean, you still have Mitchell Trubisky as your, your quarterback. You second have some year, issues. Man. Second year. He's coming in the second year. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not a big believer in him. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not even a big believer in that organization. So the Raiders could win this. But I don't. I just don't know. Khalil Mack is such a transcendent player. I don't see how you could just know that you're going to draft that kind of guy. And have him ready to play, you know, in the next five years. But maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll look on this five years from now and say, hey, that was the right move, and maybe it was a win-win for both teams. But not a good look for Gruden. And this, if this is the way you start in your situation, but he's making big, big money, so I don't I guess he can. Well, I mean, then you he has just, job security. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, you got the next two seasons to make the team your your own. I mean, you have you're gonna have you know, like you said, pretty pretty high draft picks. Along with whatever to draft pick, pick your you guys, have. Yeah, yeah, to pick your guys and the guys you want, so you you can't beat that. Also, uh, big contracts handed out all week long. We'll see another one with Khalil Mack soon enough, I suspect. But uh, Aaron Donald got his money finally. I don't know what was his final guaranteed money. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I had I all he got, of those. He's got fifty two million, fifty two or fifty three million signing bonus. So. The cool thing about Aaron Donald is he gets. He says he gets to retire his parents. His mother was a for twenty years a public school bus driver, right. which that is like one of the worst jobs in life. I mean, that's Shout a out horrible to bus drivers. Yeah, I mean, I love the bus drivers, but man, my goodness, can you imagine? I cannot. I mean, I know what I I wasn't horrible on the bus, but it was man. You are signing up for two hours of noise going and coming. Sometimes <laughs> the mornings will kind of come, and man, oh yeah, bus driving is a very very difficult job. Uh, yeah, shout out and much love to bus drivers. He gets to retire her and his father re- uh, recycle tires. Yeah. So now they never have to work again. Eighty-seven million was the the figure I heard. Yeah. Eighty-seven million. Aaron Rodgers got the the largest deal uh, with a bunch. What one hundred thirty-seven million? A lot of I money. Mean, I'm so bad with numbers when it comes to these contracts. I you know I'm not a capologist. And I tell the story uh, before I went to when the Texans came, the NFL and the Texans organization brought in Charlie Cat. Well, he was the GM, but right. they he they put on a whole clinic for the media. It was like a four or five hour deal where you sit there and it was called Capology One on One. And you think it's just about money. It's it's so intricate. It's unbelievable all the things that you have to take into account. And I never I just zone out when it get, comes to numbers. I'm just not a numbers guy. But Odell Beckham got his money. 
Uh, in baseball, AJ Hinch got an extension, deservedly so. You win the World Series, that's the the spoils of victory. That's so it. Uh, all of those financial things happened. Also, Serena and Venus played last night. Serena rolled over Venus. And, uh, you know, that's the only reason why I bring it up. Obviously, it's a momentous occasion anytime those two meet. But the other part of that is how many more times will we have an opportunity to see them play in a major? That's going to be, you know, those yeah, days are coming I, to an end where they play each other in a major. And maybe they'll never play each other again in a major semi or final, semifinals or finals. So you kind of have to soak up and enjoy this as much as you can towards the end. Uh, like always, you always hope it was a more competitive match than it usually turns out to be. But right. yeah, so yeah, that it was, was like 6-1, 6-2, something yeah, like that. That was, was like the bad. worst loss uh, ever for Venus. Yeah. yeah. Also, college football starts this week. Yes, and sir. It's, well, it started last week with a few games, but some big matchups today. On the Houston show, we debated about Jalen Hurts starting over Tua Tagal. Okay. Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. I practiced this and I practiced this and I still choked it away. Yeah, you did. It, uh, Jalen Hurts versus Tua Tagovailoa. And I tell you what, I've said it all along. I just thought that Jalen Hurts deserved more loyalty. Now, on, I mean, again, on, he can make whatever decision he wants to make. But for a guy to go through that murderous road that is the SEC yep. two years in a row, get to the championship, put your team in a position to win the championship. Only an outstanding Deshaun Watson drive cost him from being the national champions a couple years ago. Then last year, you get him right back there again, and you struggle in the first half. You don't get a chance to bail yourself out or the team out. The kid, the attack of Valoa, almost blew the game a couple times, but people overlooked that because Georgia blew a coverage, and how did you, in the world does a safety let anybody get behind you on, what, a third and 20 or something ridiculous right. like that? So Georgia blew it, and Tagovailoa, you know, he's in. He might have been in the mix anyway, even with them winning the championship. But I'm just, if I'm the kid, and his dad is a friend of a friend of mine, and and he's his uh, brother played here at Texas Southern University. I just, I would have left. I would have went somewhere else to shine, because now uh, Nick Saban has this this wonderful insurance policy. Either way he goes, right. Either choice he makes, he says, by the way, he did, did not name a starter. He says that both will play. So we'll see how that plays out. And that makes sense because you 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 keep both of them on the line. You you, you know, you got Jalen Hurts going to play, uh, Tua's going to play, and, you know, he can't go anywhere if he plays this season. He can't, he can't transfer this season and play again. Well, no, it, it, well, he could have. Uh, well, he could have before. But now he can if he plays. Well, if he, if he, he, plays, if he plays. Right. If he plays, so right. so you you saw the problem right there. Oh, we play both of them. Then neither one of them can leave. So that's smart chess move by um, Nick Saban. Yeah, well, like I said, I don't like the move at all. But anyway, nonetheless, it's, it's a battle we'll be watching all season long. And to think about it, every single Saturday you have to win or you may not get to the playoffs. Although there's sort of been some exceptions to that last few years. And I, I don't want us to miss the Michelle Beadle story because I kind of predicted this. I kind of said this was going to happen, and it did happen. She got moved. Off. We talked about Michelle Beadle, who said she was no longer, because of Urban Meyer, no longer going to watch football. So they moved her off the, this Get Up show that was yeah yeah Jennifer. that was going to happen anyway. She was going to move to the West Coast to do NBA. Uh, I thought I thought that I thought that wasn't set in stone. Yeah no when no, we, when no we she had, had announced story. that before she said the other. Part. Uh, I thought she was going to do both. So I didn't. I yeah, didn't. I thought she might have did both. I thought she had a bigger role, I, but I knew she was going to do the NBA again. Yeah, well, so, that's yeah. all she's going to do is the NBA. Yeah, well, and, and you know, hey, that was her choice, and she'll get paid five million dollars to do whatever it is they have her doing. And probably the biggest story that is not a big story now, but it sets up for a huge story. Colin Kaepernick, an arbitrator, ruled that this his uh, complaint will have to go to trial. This means that some folks will get very, very uncomfortable because some folks will have to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth under oath. Yes, sir. I'm sure by now the NFL is going to want to settle. They asked for a summary judgment, didn't get that, so it's going to trial, and we will see how this thing plays out. But, boy, this could open up Pandora's box for the NFL when it comes to race relations and people's views and collusion and all of those things. So that's a big, big deal. It didn't make – Huge, huge headlines, but I'm telling you, the headlines are coming with this situation, 
And it's just, I cannot believe that the NFL was so stupid as to not employ Colin Kaepernick. I don't think it was stupidity necessarily as far as, I mean, I don't think it was stupidity. I think it was uh, arrogance. They figured we're the NFL. We got lawyers. We got money. We got long money. We can beat this one individual person and whatever issues he's going, and we can make this situation go away. Well, they were wrong by a long shot. And it's going to be a very, very interesting situation to see uh, how this one plays out. But again, you know, you just like with the Michael Sam thing, somebody in the league office said, hey, let's call Jeff Fisher. We need this Michael Sam drafted. We can't have him, the SEC defensive player of the year, not get drafted because he's gay. And so, so you think that was collusion as well? Oh, I think, oh, no doubt. Yeah, for, for Jeff Fisher to take him late, as late as he did, I think that was a phone call to say, hey, let's make sure he's drafted. Because he would have been signed as a free agent, but he just didn't get drafted. But people didn't understand the nuances of the fact that he was a tweener and that he was not big enough to be a defensive end and not fast enough to be a linebacker. To be a linebacker. So he was never – he was always going to be in a difficult situation, but all people th- saw was – him, you know, kissing his boyfriend and, yeah. and all that. Yeah, and so that's you know, and that's what people see and associate right. with that decision. I, I don't, I never did think it was a total football decision that he didn't get drafted higher. I thought that, you know, again, when you saw like a guy like Shaquem Griffin with one hand, mm-hmm. they took a chance on him, and you thought, okay, uh, you wondered how how he would go in the draft, and but he found a spot and. I think he's going to get a chance to play quite a bit. And he's played well during the, during, the, during the preseason. Yeah, great things about him. Not to say that those two things are comparable, but what I'm saying is, one, people who you don't think, uh, for whatever reason, they'll have a little bit of trouble getting drafted. I think that the NFL got itself over the homophobia associated with the league, and uh, I think that this the racism is a bigger, a bigger pill to swallow for the league, apparently, because they did not employ this guy. Ryan Anderson, the Rockets finally get a chance to dump his salary for Brandon Knight. I send him to Phoenix, and that means Daryl Morey will be making more moves. So this this was just a piece to open up more pieces for the Rockets to try to make a move, but it doesn't matter as long as you have Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. And you might not have them two together too much longer. I mean, everybody's saying Clay's going to leave after this year. Well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. You know, you, uh, you believe in Carmelo Anthony with the Rockets, <laughs> Chris Paul. We got plenty of time to talk basketball. I'm not talking about those guys. <laughs> Only other thing I will say: Did you see the shop? Or you didn't see the shop on HBO, and that was pretty interesting. It's just that I mean, and I, I you like tell people what the shop is. The shop was a special on HBO uh, that Maverick Carter and LeBron James did with Candace Parker, Rob Carmichael, Draymond Green was there. Uh, who am I missing? Michael Bennett was there, and they, uh, John Stewart was there. And uh, they, what they did was they were sitting around just talking about whatever, you know, thing, barbershop talk, right. which is it's hard to duplicate barbershop talk. That's true. Because barbershop, barbershop talk could go any kind of way. I, I would have loved to go gone to the barbershop this morning. <laughs> like today after Aretha's funeral, I would have loved to have gone to the barbershop. But it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great, great place. But the show itself was interesting. LeBron was much more candid. I just, I mean, it was it was cool. Maverick card I, I like, and I think, I mean, you got to applaud LeBron for the way he did his thing. Right. And, and the way he continues to do his thing. And I will never, I can't foresee a day that I will be a just a hard and fast LeBron fan. But I can't, you can't criticize uh, the way he conducts himself off the court, the moves he makes. He is a, a very, very unique – he's a role model for athletes on how to live in the public eye for as long as he has. I, I think you appreciate him a lot more once he's done, once his basketball career is over and the hype about him and the people who hype him up and say that he can cure cancer and that kind of stuff. Once that kind of goes away, I think we'll have more of an appreciation of who LeBron is as a player and as a – uh, icon in, in sports. Yeah, I don't know how to. I mean, I really. It's tough for me to quantify him as a player. It really is. I don't think that he's the best by far. I think physically, we've never seen somebody well, you that don't big. Think he's that the best strong. player right now. Yeah, yeah, he's the best player. Right. Well, right now. Yeah. If I had, if I had to start a team right now, I would start with Kevin Durant. You're crazy. 
I'm man, Durant. Durant can do it. Durant doesn't play. I'm defense. not crazy about what he's he not did. a great passer. He can score. He's a scorer. I'm telling you, I would. That's the. I'm move. not. I'm not. If I'm starting the franchise, fan, but LeBron gives you everything. Okay, we, like well, let's because this is all football. This episode, so I although I do, we can revisit this, and I'm sure I'm almost positive we will, like we have all summer. But it's time for the guys on the gridiron. You know, I'm a football first. Guy. I, so are I you. Know. Yep. So are you really? Yeah. Although the other football. The, the, so, the worldwide sport that everybody so, in the world loves except for America. So my brother, he is you, – you've changed, bro. You have <laughs> changed. Grown, no, let's, let's go to – let's have family therapy for a minute. <laughs> so you go – oh, that, That'd be a good segment, family therapy. Yeah, well, you know, so you have gone to where you just – now you now you soccer. Really? Like, no, no, like, like, like now really. you soccer. Like, no, no, you know, you got a, you wearing soccer jerseys. Like, uh, no, I don't have a soccer jersey. Uh, you, I, you got the little, the scarf, the, the dynamo scarf you wear around <laughs> your neck. Like, where, where is this coming from? Like, I don't even know you anymore. Look, man, it's a beautiful game. Once you know the intricacies of it and how it works, it's not uh. just guys kicking the ball around trying to make it into the goal. It's 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 yeah. They don't try to make it into the goal because they only have three shots per game. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I mean, That's not true. I mean, but that, it, once you understand it, see, you, you, your lack of knowledge is the problem. I just don't understand what nuances. I just don't. I just I've watched it and I watched it for hours. That's I've like watched, okay. That's like, somebody, that, that's like somebody watching uh, baseball and not knowing what's going on every pitch. I get it, and maybe there's more truth to that somehow. But you can't get away from the basics. What do you mean the basics? That's running around within this 110-yard box or whatever it is, and nothing is happening. <laughs> okay, that's like golf, though. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a technical sport. Uh, it, it takes a lot of skill to be able to do what these guys do. And not to mention I the would tactics. like to see what, what soccer would look like if, like, the brothers were really playing soccer. Like the, the brother, the, the people in Africa play soccer. I'm talking about Akeem was a play, basketball. I mean, Man. a soccer player. Okay, but I'm talking about the brothers. I'm talking about <laughs> Detroit. I'm talking about some of the people who's outside Aretha's funeral. <laughs> I'm talking about Third Ward, Texas. I'm talking about Compton. I'm hey, talking about, man. you know what I mean? But, but this is, again, this is a, it's a technical sport, so you don't need as much athleticism as you do skill in this game. I just, I, I mean, okay, whatever on now, any of that and all of that, but I don't get it, and I don't I don't know how that happened to you because we were not <laughs> a very soccer-friendly house. <laughs> we played soccer in the backyard. I remember 94. I played on, I played on soccer, soccer team. Yeah, well. Yeah, but again, that was just like, oh, Rubik's Cube or New Coke or whatever. It was just some <laughs> trendy. Max Hedron, you know what I mean? So anyway, let's go to a segment that we call Ballin' or Fallin'. This is where I give Biscuit a player team situation entity, and he tells me if they are ballin' or fallin'. It's all in NFL for this edition, so let's get right into it. The Cleveland Browns prospects for getting significantly better. Are those prospects balling or falling? When you say significantly better, are you talking about like four or five, maybe six wins? Or six, you talking about- well, let's say over under, over four wins. I will go over and I would say they're balling. I think they're going to have some things doing. Tyrod Taylor's a good quarterback and they got some good things going with Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the ball. They look energized. Jarvis Landry on the offensive side. Josh Gordon is coming if, back. Yeah, if Josh Gordon is back and doing his thing and you have Landry on that team, the question is, I don't think Tyrod can totally exploit the qualities of uh, Josh Gordon. Well, I don't. I don't I'm not sure. He, have those great athletes on the on the. On the I, I'm not sure he can he can really really capitalize on that, or if it's a situation where Baker Mayfield is ready. Because I don't think Baker Mayfield is ready. But I like you. I think that the the Cleveland Brown or are, are balling. I think they'll have more than four wins. And I think they'll have a really good season. I think Hugh Jackson gets to keep his job. Next up in Ball in the Fallen, the Jacksonville Jaguars matching what they were able to do last season. Can they do it again? Are the Jacksonville Jags balling or falling? I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are balling. They're balling because, I mean, they bring back pretty much the same team that they had last year, just with more experience, more time together. I don't see any reason why they can't repeat. I mean, the Texans are coming off injury. Deshaun Watson is coming off injury. They still have uh, 
uh, injuries in the running in the with their running backs. They only have Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue, which he's not a world beater. So I mean, Tennessee will be in the mix though in that division. I don't think so. I'm not a big Vrabel guy. The defense under him in Houston wasn't great. It yeah, wasn't. but again, that was his first year. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and there may be an issue with him being a rookie coach, uh, yeah. but he may be able to do enough to change the culture because they definitely have talent there. And you just, I mean, Mariota is a really nice quarterback. Um, but I, I'm like you. Jacksonville, I think, will match what they did. I don't think that they'll be a team like Pittsburgh or New England. I don't think they'll get back to the AFC Championship. But I right. think instead uh, they will – I mean, that they won't match in that way, but I think they'll have another successful season. But, again, that could go wrong if Leonard Fournette doesn't stay healthy. That could be an issue for them long term too. So, I, But I think that they'll have a good year. I think that this will be – I don't know that you will see anything new out of Blake Bortles, but uh, they also had Mar- uh, Marquise Lee go out, so that's a big kind of big blow for them yeah. too. But uh, I think defensively they are as good as it gets, and I think that they're one of the better defenses in the league. And if you can run and play defense, you're in the mix to do a lot of stuff. I do think their division is weak, although Deshaun Watson is an X factor for the Texans. Uh, I think it's theirs to lose going going into the thing. And I think that they'll be uh, they'll have a fun season. Finally, the L.A. Rams to the Super Bowl, balling or falling? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think the L.A. Rams are going to have enough challenges during the season to build up the character of a championship team. Their division is weak. Their schedule is is okay. I don't really see them going. I'm not. I know Jared Goff had a great season last year, much improved. But I'm not a believer. I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl. I think that they are worthy of having the discussion. I think that when you t- tell me that a team like Philadelphia got there and essentially finished up and got there with a backup quarterback, although Nick Foles is not the typical backup quarterback, right. I think you can definitely – look, the Rams are beefed up so much defensively. Peters and the keep to leave in the secondary. Aaron Donald got his money. Right. He's ready to play. This team, I don't. I'm not a big Jerry Goff guy per se, but I like Robert Woods on offense. Gurley, I like. I, they have a lot of pieces. They put up nice numbers, and I tell you what, they uh, they will be the team to watch. I'm t- I I think that they are definitely balling when it comes to Super Bowl conversation. Now I want to go to the segment that we call Hero or Zero. This is where I give Biscuit a player team situation scenario, and he tells me if they are a hero or that situation is heroic or if it's a zero, it's a dud. Mm -hmm. Right out the gate for 2018, Tom Brady, hero or zero? Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, He's going to have to hit the decline. He he walked off his radio show a couple weeks ago when they started asking him about his trainer. Uh, That has nothing to do with on the field. (laughs) <laughs> but it has to do with the relationships you build in the building. Uh, so I'm going to say zero. Drop that zero. I'm going to stay away. He's going to have to fall off eventually. He's in his 40s. It, it has to happen. Well, I said that this would be Tom Brady's last season. And I am saying that if to stay on schedule, I said before last year mm-hmm. that this season will be his last. So, in staying on schedule, I will say that Tom Brady this season, although they'll win the division because they're almost being handed right. the division with two rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, the division you know, Miami is, is Miami, but you, no one is afraid of Miami. Nope. Although they can run the ball, and, you know, and they have some pieces, but they they're handed the division, so they'll be right back in the mix. But I think, by and large, Tom Brady will be closer to a zero than a hero. Okay. Next up, Kirk Cousins. Now you give it all away and you make all you give this huge contract, you do all this stuff for Kirk Cousins to come to Minnesota thinking that he can get you to the Super Bowl. He can get you that one additional win. Will Kirk Cousins going to the Vikings uh make them the Super Bowl contenders? Is that a hero? Is Kirk Cousins a hero or a zero? Kirk Cousins is a zero. Drop that zero. I, I I never believed in him when he was with the Redskins. I mean, he had some good numbers. He did some good things, but I, I'm just not a believer. I don't I don't believe him. He's not a great leader. He, I I don't I'm I'm not sold on him. I don't know why they got through got rid of everybody. They got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. They got rid of Case Keenum to get this guy who's 
Sam what? Bradford. They got rid of all three of the right. quarterbacks. Right, Sam Bradford. And, he, and Kirk Cousins hasn't done anything. He hasn't won in the playoffs. I mean, he's not He's not the guy. I don't get it. Well, I think that he's done – he's a, a winner in a lot of scenarios, but I don't believe that he's significantly better – uh, than that much more than Case Keenum. I, I mean, I mean, he, he is on paper, but what he will do right. for the team, I don't think so. I think that he is a zero as it pertains to getting that team to the Super Bowl. Finding hero a zero, Pat Mahomes. You give away Alex Smith for him. You they believe that much, and we saw flashes that sixty nine yard pass. But can he put together an offense with all those incredible pieces? Uh, we, when you talk about Hill and Kelsey and and Hunt, I mean, when you talk about all of that power, that firepower on offense, they think that he's the guy under Andy Reid. Is Pat Mahomes this season going to be a hero or a zero? I think Pat Mahomes is going to be a zero. Drop that zero. I've seen it in, in preseason that he's not a world beater. Yeah, like you said, he had a couple good plays, but that was it. He didn't do any – Really, he didn't do anything amazing. He didn't wow me or, or make me doubt that he's going to be. I mean, he didn't give me any confidence to think, okay, this guy's going to be great. He's a zero. I don't know any other way to put it. He's going to be a second year quarterback who never really played, only played in one or two games last year. Uh, he's coming into a, a really good, well, a pretty good division uh, with Oakland and Denver. And the Chargers. And the Chargers. I don't, I, I'm not sold on him. I think that I would have stuck with Alex Smith for that reason. I think for 2018, this is a, a zero move because Pat Mahomes, I don't, I just don't think that he can get up to speed. Now, we've seen golf make those gigantic leaps. Right. We've seen other guys. But that was a coaching change as well. Yeah, but, and, but you know, Andy Reid has done a lot with a little at the quarterback. Well, no, I, I won't always say that. But he's, he's maximized the performance of the quarterback position. So he's he can do it. I just don't think that Mahomes is the guy. I think that, yeah, you can fall in love with his arm. He has a, a fantastic arm. But this team was, I thought, Super Bowl ready mm-hmm. if you stay healthy and you kind of pace yourself with that running game. I think when Hunt kind of hit the wall as a rookie, I think that's when that offense started to stumble a little bit. And then down the stretch, things just they, they kind of fell apart for him. And they just weren't able to to be the team because I thought that they were going to Super Bowl and it didn't happen. Yeah. So I will say Mahomes for this season is a, a zero. And, and again, I, not literally. So I don't want people to take that out of context. But to do what people think they're going to do to meet expectations, will they be viewed as heroic and up to the challenge or not? And I think for all three of those guys, uh, it seems like we all think that they are going to be uh, fall short I mean, yep. and zeros from that perspective. My name is Caleb, and I listen to Sports Talk with Uncle Devon Ray and iTunes. Feeling the chilling moments that led to a police officer shooting me. Ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people. Colin Kaepernick kneeling to protest social injustice and police. Yet unsigned by any NFL team. He's fired. He's fired. Why we kneel. On February 25th, 2016, around 3 a.m., 23-year-old officer Aaron Smith was patrolling Mobile Heights in Montgomery, Alabama, a supposed hotbed for crime. Smith spotted a man matching a burglary suspect, dark clothes, black male, walking the streets. When Smith drove up to this man, the man allegedly put his hands in his pocket and began to walk faster. Smith stopped him for a stop and frisk. This man's name was Gregory Gunn. During the frisk, the officer said he felt a hard object in Gunn's pocket, which Gunn allegedly swatted the officer's hands away. While the order of events are unclear, Gunn was tased three times and struck with a baton. After a chase, Officer Smith shot Gunn five times, killing him in Gunn's next-door neighbor's yard. Six days after the shooting, Officer Aaron Smith was arrested and charged with murder. A recent request for immunity was denied, and Smith's trial is set for August 2018. There was no body cam or dash cam footage. Gunn was not initially armed. Investigators report that a poll that Montgomery police accused Gunn of using to threaten Smith had no fingerprints on it. Gregory Gunn was 58 years old, and he is why we kneel. With that, let's take a time out and hear from our sponsor and DJ Malone, our 
resident DJ, our guy from Chicago, Illinois, and he's the dude. So we'll hear a little bit of him. We'll hear more of his mix at the end of the show. But also, I want to uh, remind you, second half of the show, we'll have picks. We'll have our NFL picks. We'll do a new segment that we call One Thing, and we'll give the Lamont Award. And before I let go, this is episode 69 of Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes. Tune in, SoundCloud, and KTSURadio.com. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple. And it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832 757 7950. That's 832-757-7950. Cobank Homes through Keller Williams. Where you from? Where you from, my Where your grandma stay, my This mad city I run, my If I rules and grips, I get along. They probably got me down by the end of the song. Seem like the whole city go against me Every time I'm in the street, I hear Yeah, 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 Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Finessing on them with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives In fact, I'm down in You say with my boobay tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst Girl, I can buy a Wednesday girl with my base stuff I know that it's good Welcome back to episode 69 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. And Biscuit, I tell you what. What's that? It's time for you to pay the piper and put it on tape. Now, in football, they say the eye in the sky don't lie. The tape doesn't lie. Well, the tape, uh, the audio tape, as it were, will tell if you know what you're talking about or not because you're going to make, we're going to make our predictions right now for the 2018 season. And I did this on the Houston show, and I'll give you my picks as well. But it, I'll do a little bit more than we did on the Houston show. You weren't on that. But we will do the rookie of the year, the coach of the year, the uh, the dark horse to reach the Super Bowl, and our, um, our Super Bowl winner. So all of that is coming up right now. Biscuit, let's start with you. The AFC North, who's going to win? I'm going to go with the Steelers. It's hard to get past them. They they did it last year. They got all the guys coming back. Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, uh, Le'Veon Bell is, is in the building. So they're going to do work. I'm, I'm, I think they're, they're, it's going to be hard to beat the Steelers. I'm picking the Steelers to do work, and I'll give you my final pick a little bit later on. But I think they have to improve defensively, and you have to believe that maybe they won't have to face New England this year. Maybe they don't have to to deal with them this year. We'll have to see. They didn't get their second shot this time because, again, I thought the Jesse James call changed the whole season when they didn't. But, again, it turns out it didn't matter. You lose to Jacksonville. But I I think they will get over that, Mm -hmm. recover, and I think they'll be better defensively. I'm taking them. And it won't even be close in that division. I know a lot of people are excited about Baltimore. Cleveland's going to be better, but it's Pittsburgh's division. The AFC South, who do you got? Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, again, they, they they have so much coming back. They have a lot on the defensive side of the ball, as we talked about. Leonard Fournette, uh, you know, just awesome. You get game manager in Blake Bortles. He has another year in the system. Maybe he maybe he makes some kind of step. It just You just hope he doesn't take any steps back. You do lose Marquise Lee, but you still got enough on, on the offensive side of the ball to make some things happen. I am going to take Jacksonville as well. I think Tennessee is going to be a pretty solid team. I think Houston is going to be a hard out. And I think that he is the X factor in the entire NFL. No one knows. I think the two X factors in the entire NFL are Saquon Barkley and Deshaun Watson. I I think those two things, those two situations can go. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Well, I think we know enough to know he's going to be good. Deshaun, I think, is going to be great if he can stay healthy. And you want to see if he continues to do what he did because he was the best in the game statistically when he was, you know, healthy last season for right. that brief stint. In the AFC East, who you have? 
I, you got to go with New England. I mean, like you said, they, that that division has two rookie uh, quarterbacks, and uh, well, Buffalo and the Jets uh, both starting rookie quarterbacks. You, you got Tom Terrific coming in, still doing what he's doing. You got Bill Belichick, still the coach. I mean, these these guys know what they're doing. You, you do worry about the receiver position, but when have they ever had a, a great receiver other than when Randy Moss was there? I mean, Tom always finds a receiver that he likes um, and, and it's able to work with. So it's it's all about the system. It's all about throwing guys open, that kind of thing. So I don't really worry too much about the wide receiver position, but that division is so weak I don't see anyone other than New England coming out of there. I agree with you on that one. The AFC West. AFC West. Now, this is a little more interesting um, because I don't believe in the Chiefs. I don't believe in the Broncos. The Chargers, I can't pick them. So the only team that is left is Oakland. So I got to go with Oakland. They, I mean, even though they got rid of Khalil Mack, they got Chucky back in the box. I mean, Chucky back on the sideline. Uh, I think he's going to make some changes. I think he's going to uh, just in, in flux some energy in there, some creative thinking and and that West Coast offense is going to be good for uh, Derek Carr. I'm going to take the Chargers. I think that they, offensively, when they are healthy, they have some horses. I mean, you got Gordon in the backfield, but you got Keenan Allen doing work. Right. You you have, I mean, you Travis Benjamin. You have some guys, some speed guys. You have uh, receivers all over the field. You got a setback with an injury to the tight end, but I think Phillip Rivers, they put up great numbers. They finished strong last year. And I think that that's the team that's going to upset everybody and win that division. And I think it's because Mahomes will not be able to get it done. So you can go with Oakland. I guess you believe in in, in Gruden, but I'm I'm telling you those charges are for real offensively, and that, I'm, that that's going to be a good good team. And uh, I, that's who I'm kind of you know the two teams that I'm rooting for. I think Cleveland and the the LA Chargers are teams that I think I are going to uh, have, be fun to watch no matter what this season. Let's go to NFC North. Who do you have? NFC North. Wow, that's another tough one because you, uh, you got Minnesota. Uh, you, well, you can't get past Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers signed a big contract. If he stays healthy, I mean, no one's beating Green Bay. I mean, they're, they're not, they're, no one in that division is going to uh, do better than Green Bay. Well, I, you know, I think defensively, I really believe in that Minnesota defense. That defense is the truth. And Dalvin Cook will be back. I'm not a big believer in Kirk Cousins, but I do think that that team on any given Sunday can win. I mean, and I think that they can put up a lot of a lot of wins. And I may be overlooking Minnesota because of Cousins. I just don't think that the Cousins thing will work. But I, I'm going with Green Bay as well. I think for Green Bay, adding Jimmy Graham, yeah, you lose Jordy Nelson, you lose some pieces, but I think that relationship will be a good one. I probably really ought to go with Minnesota, and as we talk it out, I, I want to lean Minnesota, but I'm, again, not a Kirk Cousins guy. I'll go with the better quarterback. I'll go with Green Bay to win that division. The NFC South, that'll be a fun division to watch. NFC South, I, I'm going go to go with Carolina. Carolina, you know, Cam Newton, He's, he's, he's he had a tough season yes, uh, last year. Uh, offensive line troubles. I think they're going to get it worked out, and he's, they're going to have a good year and come back and, and win that division. I'm going to go with a team that I thought should have played in the NFC Championship, the New Orleans Saints. I think that two-headed monster running back, they're better defensively despite the last play that ended their season last year. I think Drew Brees is still Drew Brees, and I'm going to go with them. Atlanta is another team to watch. Carolina, I think, will finish no better than third. And I think with Jameis Winston, and his struggles. Now they're saying he may not even start when he comes back. So I, I just think that, nah, uh, Tampa's in a lot of trouble. I think New Orleans is the team to beat. I would go with Atlanta second if I had a, a second pick in that situation. The NFC East. This is fun because oh, I'm going to surprise you again. What, are you going to pick the Cowboys? No, no I'm going to surprise you that much. I didn't think so. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Cowboys. I mean, you you you, you can't really so trust not the, the defending not the defending champs, not the defending champs because you don't know what you're gonna get with Carson Wentz. I mean, you don't know if he's gonna be ready ready week one because he hasn't played at all during the you preseason. You were picking the Dallas Cowboys? Are you serious? I am now? seriously picking the Dallas Cowboys. Totally. And you nine. thought about this because you knew we were gonna talk about this. I did. I did. 
I, I mean, again, I think, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be there for the whole season. Dak Prescott is going to be in his third year, going to get over that, that sophomore jinx. But you don't have no, you don't have a Dez Bryant and you don't have a Jason Whitney. You still think that that's the I team? still think they're going to – I think he can do it. I think uh-huh. because – a lot of times you start depending on these guys, and you stop looking at your checkdowns and, and stop trusting the system, and just say, well, his "Okay, check well, down retired." I, well, I know, but that's what I'm saying. His safety valve is retired, so now you got to go through your actual progression. You have to tr- trust the offense, trust the the uh, the, the system, and, and be able to, to do it. I think again, Ezekiel Elliott is, is going to be back for the entire season. I think the running game is going to help him a lot. You got a lot, a lot of things to work off on that play action once he gets going. Uh, and and then you got his Dax Prescott's legs, and, and I think the the Cowboys are going to win that division. New York Giants are going to win that division. You have Saquon Barkley, and and you have a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. who got his money. I thought, I mean, you got Evan Ingram, the tight end, who I like a lot in that passing game. And you still got Eli Manning. I, Eli Manning has won two Super Bowls. He beat New England twice. Mm-hmm. He got it done. I mean, he we can debate him. We have. Uh, I, I've had these discussions with a lot of people about debating Eli Manning, but this is his last hoorah to really get it done. They really put their faith in him. They didn't really address uh, – they could have drafted a quarterback. Some people right. thought they might. But, again, now you have a consistent running game. You're healthier across the board. I'm picking the Giants to win it all. I think Philadelphia offensively, after seeing him in the preseason, Nick Foles, I just don't know if he can get it together. Right. You don't know what you're going to get out of Carson Wentz. I just don't think that, that they can do it again. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going with the New York Giants to win the NFC East. The NFC West, who do you take? Wow, that's another difficult one. Um, San Francisco is going to be much improved. But, of course, I think it's a no-brainer when you talk about who's going to win the division. I'll go first. I think the L.A. Rams. No doubt we'll win this division. San Francisco will be a tough out week in and week out. They'll be out. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's tough. I, I, it's tough picking up, a, picking against San Francisco just because of what you saw Jimmy Graham, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo do uh, last year. Kyle Shanahan, he did outstanding when he, when he was offensive coordinator for the Falcons. They went to the Super Bowl. I, I just. So who I are you just, taking? I, I, I'm going to take the Rams, but begrudgingly. Because you know, I feel like I'm going with all the favorites in in, in in the different divisions, except for the Cowboys, maybe. So yeah, I'm going to go with LA. I think, like you said, on the defensive side of the ball, they've made some great additions. Todd Gurley is amazing. Jared Goff did have a good year. You hope he can build off that. So. That defense is going to be the truth. Who are your wild cards, AFC? I'm going to go with the Texans because again, you don't know exactly what you're going to get from Deshaun Watson. They could they that defense. You got uh, JJ Watt back. Healthy, you got Jadavion Clowney healthy. Your secondary is a little suspect, but on the offensive side of the ball, you got great weapons. I'm gonna go second. I'm gonna go with, with the Miami Dolphins. I think they they can do just enough to get out of that division uh, to win enough games to get to get into the playoffs in that division. Uh, so the Texans and the Miami Dolphins. You think the Texans are gonna go to the playoffs? I think the Texans That's make a possibility. the playoffs. It's a possibility. It's uh, possibility for me. I went with the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Now, I could go, if I had to replace one, I would would replace one of those with with Kansas City. But for now, I will take Baltimore and Tennessee and in the NFC. In the NFC, of course, I think Philadelphia is going to – he got a a playoff spot and – uh, and San Francisco, I think if 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 they don't win the division, uh, I think they can do enough to to come out and and make the playoffs. And the NFC, I will go with the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the playoffs. So th- those are the, the kind of where I see it. Minnesota is in the mix; they'll be right there in the mix for me as well. Like I said, and maybe not rule out Detroit in that situation. I mean, it's gonna be some. Some team somewhere out of some team out of nowhere is going to surprise everybody, yeah. and I don't know who that team could be. It could be Detroit. It could be you know you have Matt Patricia, brand new coach there. Maybe he can turn around all that talent that they have there. They have some some, some players, they, no, and they, they and they played. I mean they were they were a really good team last year. So I think you could see a situation where three teams out of the AFC, the NFC North, go uh, to the playoffs. But we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. So those are our predictions for the divisions and the wild cards. Who's your one dark horse to win it all or to at least go to the Super Bowl? 
either conference, your dark horse. When I say dark horse, I mean team that you didn't pick to win the division or go to the playoffs, but still could get there, uh, at least make significant noise in the playoffs. I think the Atlanta Falcons, I don't have them winning the division. I don't have them making the playoffs, but I, I think – you know, they they have enough uh, that they can get those pieces together. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan can, can do some things together and put up some big numbers. So I think if they get the ship right, if they get things together, they, they, they can make a run. I'll say Kansas City. Now, uh, again, I don't believe in Mahomes, but I didn't pick him to go to playoffs, right. and I didn't pick him to go to – uh, get a wild card either. So I think Kansas City could make some noise uh, in the AFC because things seem to fall apart for Phillip Rivers. Maybe they sneak in and win the division and maybe make a little bit of noise. But I think the other one is Minnesota. Minnesota's a team I think could be a real, real dark horse uh, for for me. Let's go to rookie of the year. Who do you who do you got? I don't think you're going to get past Saquon Barkley. I mean, that guy's amazing. He's explosive. He's fast. He's agile. He's he's in New York, so there's that, that East Coast bias thing going on. Uh, I mean, what he did in college was amazing, and, and he showed that he he can do some of that in uh, in the pros. So I think Saquon Barkley is going to be the rookie of the year. I'll take your East Coast media bias, and I will raise it with another New York player, Sam Donald. He'll be he'll start in New York for the Jets. Uh, Saquon, I think he, I don't think he'll be a Kareem Hunt type. But I think he'll work for him. But I think that's still a pass-first offense when you talk about you're not paying Odell Beckham all that money so you can watch <laughs> Saquon Barkley run the football. Believe that. So believe he's going to get his touches. And if he doesn't, he'll tell you why he should. So mm-hmm. uh, I, that why for, for that reason, I think Barkley will be a little bit marginalized. And I think that Darnold will be starting every game. So we'll see. If he puts up anything, uh, he will be the guy. I think I, when you look at – other guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, those other guys, those other rookie quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield won't play right away. I think I'll go with Sam Donald for my rookie of the year. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Now, that's a little more difficult, but I think Kyle Shanahan, I think if, if he can get San Francisco back on track and, and win that division, I think he'll, he'll come away with uh, coach of the year honors. I'm going to go with Anthony Lynn. I think I'm a Charger guy. Through and through, I'm I'm I rolling with that. the Chargers and guns up. He went to Texas Tech, All so right. uh, I mean I just think that this team. I, he I watched him. See, a lot of people didn't watch them. I got the ticket and I sat there in the, those West Coast games, those late games. I would watch, uh, and it, it helped a lot that I have fantasy football right. and I always had some of those guys on my team. But I think with, with Williams at, at receiver and uh, Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. and Benjamin and and Melvin Gordon, I think, man, that's a team. And I think Anthony Lynn will be coach of the year. And who, who's going to be your MVP? I think Deshaun Watson can win it. If he make the, if they make the playoffs, he, if he has anything like close to the season that he had uh, last year that he was on track for, I think like 41 touchdowns or something crazy like that, if he's anywhere near that, and I think he has the potential to, to – to really shine and be awesome and amazing, especially with his, his receiving core and his weapons, uh, I think I think Deshaun Watson will be uh, MVP. That's your MVP. My MVP is going to be – see, it's almost like if you want to be ranked number one, you got to start up towards the top. And I think to start up to, towards the, the top, it'll take a guy like Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. I think that they – uh, can do work with him. He got all his money, and I think that he'll get have an opportunity to earn it. So I think that will be your MVP. Finally, who is going to win it all? Super Bowl. Give me a Super Bowl matchup and winner. Okay, Super Bowl matchup and winner. I'm going to go with uh, the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to do it on the AFC side. And then the NFC, I'm going to go – on the NFC side, I'm going to go with San Francisco. I think San Francisco can put some things together, even though they're in a tough division. Um, with, I mean, with the Rams, I think I think they can pull it out. I think that, you know, the new blood, new team, new seasons, there's always one team that kind of jumps up uh, from the previous season to kind of really make some noise and do some things. So that's what I think. You went from a 6-10 team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, happens every year, just about. Not exactly, but okay. Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh to go, and I'm going to take New Orleans. I think New Orleans will, again, you have to believe 
that Drew Brees didn't have much time left. They they got all the pieces offensively and they're better defensively. I think that they have taken a lot of pressure off of Drew Brees by having having both Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. And I just think that this is a team defensively that can get it done. They're sort of changing, altering who they are. And I think that they are all the way ready uh, to make that next step. And let's see if they can get home field advantage. You got to come into the Superdome. That's going to be a tough task, if I can say it. And uh, I think Pittsburgh will win it all. Who do you got winning Pittsburgh versus San Francisco? I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will, will right the ship. Mike Tomlin will, will get some more job security. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger will, will add some stuff to his, his, his resume. Well, with that, let's go to a segment that we call the Lamont Award. I don't want to wish you no bad luck, but I hope your ship sinks. With no lifeboats and no life preservers and a school of piranhas surrounding you, you big dummy. Lamont was a big dummy. Well, our big dummy goes, let's go to tennis for our big dummy, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to venture to big dummy, to Muhammad Lahiani. Now, who is Muhammad Lahiani? Well, none of us knew who he was before he became the Lamont Award recipient. He is a line judge or a whatever official at a tennis match, the head line judge, mm-hmm. whatever. The guy what? who sits up high. Yeah, in the, the chair. guy that sits in the in the lifeguard chair. That guy. <laughs> well, he was officiating a match in the U.S. Open. Mr. Muhammad was officiating the Nick Karyos match. Now, let me tell you who Nick Karyos is. If I Said, pronounced it correctly. I practiced that name as well. He is a guy, and I don't know. Do you know anything about him? Uh, I know he was. He got in trouble for something on in tennis on the tennis court. This dude is so tremendously frustrating because he's a supremely gifted athlete, but he quit. He he will openly quit, and that's bad for the game because you have people who paid their money to watch him. Right. You have people betting on these things, which again you shouldn't necessarily worry about the betters, but betters fuel viewership and interest in the game. And he'll just throw away a match. If he if he's off that day, he will embarrass himself and will just hit it out of bounds, hit it right into the net, won't chase anything out. I mean, you can't get him off the course uh, off the court fast enough. And, you know, he doesn't have a coach. He said that this week. Well anyway, uh, the official we're talking about, and we'll just call him by Muhammad because I'm not sure that we said his. I guess Leiani is his first last name. Okay. Leiani went to him during the course of a game which he was clearly starting to throw. He was behind and gave him a pep talk. We don't know exactly what he said, but one portion of the quote was, let me help you. Well, he came out. Well, I guess the pep talk worked because <laughs> he came out and he won the match. Now, he says, oh, the official's words had no bearing on the outcome that had nothing to do with anything i don't listen to a coach because i don't have one so i'm certainly not going to listen to a head official now i'm paraphrasing all of that but he went ahead and won the match the but how would you feel if uh, a referee in a football game or or umpire in baseball said look hey man stop throwing your curve (laughs) let me help you don't throw your curveball anymore go high go go with the high heat you know, it, it's ridiculous that he did that. I get it. I get it. But that's not the time or place. I don't get it. I mean, these are professionals. These guys get paid. They make money. This is their job. Like, it's not your job to come on and pat him on the back. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, he gave him pep talk. And, I mean, I that's just thought crazy. it was ridiculous. He did not get formally reprimanded by the U.S. Open or USTA, you know, right. the United States Tennis Association. But he – and he will officiate more matches in the U.S. Open, but – yeah, not a good look. Roger Federer mm-hmm. was not real happy about it, and not I think most players all. wouldn't be, even if it didn't have any ultimate – it didn't affect the result at all. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but it's not a good look no. for officials to intervene in that way. I think if you want to do it between matches and say you come across them in the coffee shop and, and you say, hey, uh, you know, it's not a problem. Cheer up, work hard, you can get there. But not during the match. But because he did it and the way he did it, he is – a big, big dummy. dummy. You big dummy. With that, before I let go. Before I let go. Before I let go, any final thoughts from you? Uh, no, just again, keep sharing, keep making comments. We love the comments. Uh, I know a lot of people is on my side. I appreciate that. And people who say that Tevin Campbell is not is a better artist than Robin Thicke, oh, I admire. You better stay off the TFE page than the Friday Express page. 
Want to remind you guys you can go to the Sports Talk Devin Wade with uh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group on Facebook. Please be a part of that. And we have a fantasy football draft. If you want to get in on that, you probably still have time. Oh, we're doing a pigskin pick them too on ESPN. If you are interested, let me know. Hit me up on uh, on Twitter at Wade's Word or on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page or group or even on SoundCloud. Hit me up and let me know, and we'll get you in. You can pick with the big boys if you like. I mean, not that it's like that, but, yeah, you can pick with us and see how you stack up against us. I want to thank you guys so much for the comments, sharing, uh, and consistently being a part of this thing. Our numbers continue to grow and get bigger and better, and it's all thanks to you guys. Getting out here for episode 69, and as always, have a great day. Grandma stay home, my nigga This mad city, I run, my nigga If I rules and grips, all got along They probably got me down by the end of the song Seem like the whole city go against me Every time I'm in the street, I hear Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Finessing on them with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant with my boobay, tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst Girl, I can buy a Westy girl with my base stuff I know that it's good, won't you sit it on my taste plus I get way too petty, once you do the extras Pull up on your block and break it down, we playing dress AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone Eat up your per diem, you just gotta hate them phone If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes phone If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Right left stroke just went, 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 viral just went viral. Just went, left stroke just went, left stroke, 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 left stroke. Don't take it personal Personally, I'm surprised you call me after the things I said